सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यम करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमाविद्विशावहै ओम शांति 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 नमश्री शंकरानंद गुरुपादांबुजन्मने सविलास महामोहग्राहग्रासैककर्मने 59 onwards त्यज्यतामेशकामादिहि मनोराज्येतुकाक्षतिहि अशेशदोशबीजत्वात क्षतिर भगवतेरिताप ध्यायतो विशयान पुम्सह संगस्ते शूपजायते संगात संजायते कामह कामात क्रोधो भिजायते शक्यम जेतुम मनो राज्यम निर्विकल्प समाधितह सुसंपादह क्रमात सोपी सविकल्प समाधिना बुद्ध तत्वे नधी दोश शुन्ये नैकांत वासिना दीर्घं प्रणव मुच्चार्य मनो राज्यं विजीयते जिते तस्मिन वृत्ति शुन्यं मनस्तिष्ठति मूकवत एतत पदंव सिष्ठेन रामाय बहुधेरितं So we saw yesterday the objection and what was the objection? Don't take away my Mano Rajya. Mano Rajya has to be understood properly because it doesn't have a, you know, translation. So many things get lost in translation. So for one word, Mano Rajya, we have to use so many sentences to explain so that the concept is, you know, uh, assimilated. That's why I keep explaining it every day. You know, uh, whenever it comes, uh, the word comes uh, in different ways so that, you know, the meaning that is held in the mind is dynamic and, you know, multifaceted and you just don't uh, translate, use the translation daydreaming fantasy as that's what it is. Manorajya, you know, what it is, is that it is an outpouring, an unconscious outpouring of the unconscious that is manifest in the form of a thought world of the person. Yeah, that is best described as Manorajya. The thought world of the person is rich with the you know, fertilizer of the unconscious because that's the material. So, where the Jeeva Srishti is, is rehearsed mentally. So, you put the scaffoldings mentally, uh, you know, of what is Jeeva Srishti, which is the information for which is where? Contained in the unconscious mind. And we have seen what is this unconscious mind the storehouse of wrong, you know, uh, wrongly assimilated information, the child's mind, you know, fears, and not just wrongly assimilated information, that also is there, but also hurts, pains, 
sorrows unprocessed i should add because the processed hurt is cannot have the uh, or a, a hurt that is being processed cannot have that power to hijack the mind and here you know the the, the one is repeatedly hijacked because of two reasons one is one doesn't know what the unconscious what material the unconscious contains that's why it's called unconscious hello you know very simple and then number two one doesn't know how to you know overcome it so these are the two problems and so what happens is that you know think of the unconscious as you know some kind of a fertilizer <laughs> yeah the cow dung of the mind so to speak it's a fertilizer you know and then what does it do it it is it fertilizes and you know waters and you know gives manure and grows certain strains of thought and so that these the thought the, the forest of the thought world the garden of the thought world garden we can't even call it maharanyam you know a big forest of the thought world quickly grows with its own ecosystem you know and you know adventitious roots banyan trees that reproduce themselves and things that grow underneath you know little herbs and uh, little plants that crave shade not too much sun and all these things are there and then what that forest becomes a camouflage for bhagavan sitting within who is unrecognized and as long as one is you know doing bhramanam wandering in this forest you know one is lost one is lost and so this is manorajya where the thought world of the person takes over when does it take over well we can say we can from observation and from our knowledge of the uh, uh, branch of knowledge called psychology we can say that the thought world takes over during times of stress ptsd you know where your one is reliving some very traumatic event during times of you know where the body is stressed there is a fight or flight response mind is stressed and then also you know at some other unusual situations like that where one feels threatened uh, afraid uh, you know sad whatever it is some blow you know all that some trauma new trauma that triggers the old trauma all these things are there now you know that should mean you know this this knowledge that we are getting from the uh, you know the, from the psychologists should mean that the rest of the time the mind is free of the forest of manorajya is that correct swami vidyaranya says no <laughs> no in fact the forest of manorajya is growing all the time in the mind why because the pain of the unconscious is constantly jabbing at the mind you know of the adult to be the pain of the childhood which is the unconscious is is tapping on the shoulder jabbing you know trying to get the attention of the ahankara to pay, to process this pain and then this unprocessed pain takes over the thought world you know 
so much so that the mind or the buddhi here mind buddhi etc is not available for anything else in fact one would be surprised you know the, to see the power of the manorajya in one's mind if you start observing you will see how much you know one is not what is called in buddhist parlance one is not in the present moment present moment is freedom present moment is moksha present moment is free of sorrow how can you say that well tell me are you sad now 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 and of course the answer has to be no even if you said yes i will say that was then this is now <laughs> now is free of sorrow now is free of pain now is limitless now is you i am now that's what is you know that's what is the thing but you know where is the mind that is the question you know now, this is you know at the at the uh, <laughs> what's the word for it at the risk of sounding too buddhist but uh, you know we have we have this uh, whole treasury of sadhana to bring the mind back to the self yachet vang manasik pragya we saw that you know verse from the kathopanishad so the speech is resolved or you know is is uh, allowed to take ashraya it takes refuge in the mind the mind takes refuge in buddhi the buddhi takes refuge in the five elements of which the buddhi is made and then like that you just sort of you know make it into a social fact you don't let these individual thoughts or a train of them see manorajya is a train of thoughts one thought that is disturbing you can say okay no i'll just change the channel and go but this is a train of thoughts that takes over the mind and proliferates and and so it becomes a patterned addictive what is that you know uh, static thinking where the mind is just you know programmed so most of the time if if one doesn't have a rich sadhana life most of the time one is acting out from that programming that is the whole idea so acting out from that programming means what two things one is the mind is not available for shravanam because the the, the shravanam is being seeved uh, percolated you know seeved through seeved and perceived through this filters of of the past of the of the addictive train of thought i am no good i am no good i am an idiot see even the teacher is not looking at me so that that's why i am an idiot see it is confirmed so the the train of thoughts called manorajya this internal thought world i mean nothing wrong with thoughts we are not trying to eliminate thoughts we are trying to train them that's the whole idea and so this untrained train of thoughts you know hijacks the mind even during shravanam what to talk of mananam etc and so without you know taking recourse to a rich life of sadhana puja meditation etc the thought you know this manorajya you know wreaks havoc you know on a sadhaka on a spiritual seeker you know because you know people come to the classes for a few days and after that when the, the the succeeding train of thought you know the manorajya convinces them 
a they already know so what is there to you know listen to and b you know they are already enlightened no problem and then c you know well what is happening or you know these are all the possibilities a i i already know yes yes in the last class also she said the same thing so atma 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 i know already and then next uh, next thought perhaps is i'm already enlightened and we already saw what swami vidyaranya thinks of all this and then you know and then or the thought is i'll never get this what's the point who gets moksha i'll never get this or number 4 one convince oneself that there are many more important things to do many places to go people to see things to pursue and therefore becomes a drop out <laughs> or sometimes you know one becomes a kadachit kah kadachit kah means kabhi kabhi you know there is one there is an old film song kabhi kabhi mere dil mein vedant ka khayal aata hai sometimes once in a while i think of vedanta you know when things get tough then suddenly oh thank god there is an online class let me pop in and along with you know you know along with pop in what happens pop out ah, that's what it is <laughs> so this 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 uh, putting where the mind putting the ahankara the ego on a on a diet of vedanta itself is very important and that is actually the antidote to manorajya however you know this is not understood and if this is not understood what happens you know you know it, it becomes like a catch 22 that's what happens so you know it's like that story where this you know the village uh, uh, idiot some simpleton was unable to get married he, he was thought to be slightly off you know not uh, not certifiably mad but weird and so obviously the reputation preceded him and the parents were just you know having gray hairs trying to find him a bride you know nobody in the village would give their daughter to this fellow and they took him to the vaidya the local uh, doctor and the doctor said ah you know he's weird because he's lonely get him married he'll be okay this madness will leave well this is a catch 22 unless he gets married the madness will not leave <laughs> you know unless the madness the weirdness of his character leaves you know his personality leaves he will not get married so here unless the manorajya is cleared shravanam will not take place and unless shravanam takes place manorajya will not go ayyo we are caught in a quandary <laughs> a very interesting quandary and and that is what is described in this section that this kind of a manorajya what is this manorajya this is that internal thought world addictive you know uh, uh, what is that thought world programmed thought world that leaves very little room to be able to be in the present and being in the present is the biggest antidote to manorajya being with the present and uh, you know pooja swami ji used to call this being yourself and being with yourself which self the self that is described in the upanishads not the self that is attaching to this train of thoughts called the manorajya and so therefore this is you know the, that's why even though the objector raises this question why should i give me one reason 
oh vidyaranya swami ji for which i have to why should i you know get rid of mano rajya and what is the what is the answer given ashesha dosha bijatvam mano rajyasya asti eva ashesha dosha bijatvam means that you know there is a endless you know manoraja this this uh, you know being hijacked by the rehearsed addictive thought patterns in the mind is the cause of you know is the cause of all kinds of seeds they are the seeds for endless defects endless defects because they lead to all kinds of wrong thinking wrong action etc so sometimes you know the manoraja is like you know it could be also chemical because sometimes chemical intervention is needed like clinical depression or something like that where the manoraja has completely taken over and that is also precipitated not only by a you know not only by the unconscious mind but because of certain chemical imbalances in the brain etc so sometimes the manoraja needs you know medical intervention so we are not you know discussing that kind of manorajya because if you need medical if somebody needs medical intervention you know chemical intervention to chemically alter whatever it is that is you know that is facilitating these kinds of repetitive or addictive thought patterns that has to be taken care of medically we are talking about the regular garden variety manorajya that most of the people have okay and so for that what is the antidote and even for medical manorajya you know the antidote is you know what what is described here as meditation samadhi etc but in addition the medical boost is also will be needed so now the you know so this is the, the you know what is the problem with manorajya is uh, is given very beautifully in an oft quoted uh, uh, set of verses only the first verse is given we can you know we can talk about the second one also because we are talking about here the you know this this train of thought that uh, train of thoughts which have not they, they cannot be called thoughts anymore because they have an addictive pattern helplessly addictive pattern of thinking what does that do and even though in the shastra vidyaranya swami ji calls it manda shastri uh, ashastriya dvaitam because remember yesterday we re revised it so there are two kinds of jiva dvaitam shastriya and ashastriya shastriya means that which is you know confirmed by and sanctioned by the shastra which is you know brahmatmaikya jnana the pursuit of uh, brahman and all the sadhanas therein are shastriya jiva dvaitam and then we have ashastriya jiva dvaitam jiva jiva srishti not sanctioned by the by the Uh, shastras and that was divided further into two and uh, one was called tivra the intense variety and the other one is called manda the slightly mild variety and where does manorajya come is it intense or mild ah very good it is of the mild variety it you know so the the feeling is the mild variety no no manorajya is mild Yeah, yeah. Intense is kama, krodha, etc. 
yeah please you know go over this uh, uh, go over this carefully go over the distinctions carefully and then you will see it is not intense it is classified under mild so first we have jiva dvaita you know divided into two sanctioned by the shastra not sanctioned by the shastra then that which is not sanctioned by the shastra is further divided into two intense and mild and so intense means kama krodha etc and then mild means this thought world okay and so the this is this is so this is what is called mild and then this mild variety you know why should it cause problems and swami vidyaranya points out that is only mild <laughs> as though i told you yesterday the vedanta teachers you know mudra is this <laughs> always putting things and in quotes so you know no jin mudra no abhaya mudra nothing you know the vedanta teacher has to go like this and so this is what the this is what it is so it's only as though mild why why is it mild first of all we have to see it is mild because it is you know you know technically speaking thoughts in themselves or even patterns of thoughts are not capable of getting you into trouble just because you feel very angry and mentally think of strangling somebody that won't put you in jail correct whereas kama krodha where you go and beef somebody because you don't like them or because they took something that belongs to you that is intense you see that that will can get you in jail can get you a citation and a fine and and probably some you know you will have to go to court and all these things and so so that's the difference so if you speed if you go above the speed limit you dash through the highway then you will be caught and given a ticket correct whereas if you just think of speeding then nothing happens so that's why it is called mild variety but swami vidyaranya and the uh, you know and lord krishna in the bhagavad gita warns that it's only so called mild as though mild but this mild variety is the seed of the intense passions of raga dvesha manifest in the form of kama krodha etc so in other words the mild manorajya doesn't take time you know to transform itself into intense actions and intense uh, you know all kinds of uh, you know kama krodha etc because you have a thought world and the train of the thought world is pressing upon you addictive thought patterns over which you have no control correct and then what happens those you know so thoughts turn into words very easily and that's why we were warned earlier anyavak vimunchatha give up extra words don't don't talk don't, you know talk less don't talk everything that comes to the mind because that itself is one level of restraint so here the thought world turns into a world of words shabda jalam you know shabda jalam maharanyam we saw we can even call it maharanavam it's like a sea of words <laughs> sea of words and these young adults have uh, you know all these uh, very uh, you know intense way of describing it they say okay it's a verbal diarrhea they somebody i i heard one 20 year old say this so like this you know it's a sea of words and it's a sea of words 
you know in which what in which there is a uh, you know which is which which is uh, which is full of all kinds of what you know um, seaweed and everything that traps so it's a sea of words in which the mind is totally baited caught and and so so then the thought world turns into a world of words has the potential and then the world of words they are not going to just be happy describing something as soon as you describe something you want it correct ah you want it and so then the words potentially turn into actions so you see how the mild has become intense and then the actions turn into habits because once you have something you want it again and again and again and again ah habits you know action and habits doesn't take too long action turns into habit and then what habit turns into dependencies ah. <laughs> habit turns into dependency because you see if you if if, if you you know one action you uh, you know made you you turn the world upside down in order to have exactly what you wanted let's say you checked into a hotel and then the hotel did not have whatever you wanted and so you screamed yelled called the supervisor called the manager called the owner you know pulled some strings and got them to make you this particular dish exactly as you wanted because it was the, the hotel was making it some other way or they didn't have this palak paneer spinach and uh, whatever it is paneer and the vegans you know what do they do they you can substitute tofu no problem so spinach tofu you made them make it just like you wanted and without that the morning the sun doesn't rise for this person and then what that habit of having something exactly at this time at this place this is what it is you know then you know turns into either the action turns into habit where you keep fighting to get what you want you're not happy with whatever comes i mean think of the difference so a person who is trapped in the mental formation the vrittis that i have to have exactly this kind of a cup of coffee at this time of the day and it should be exactly like this with this kind of whatever masala or whatever it is coffee tea whatever it is it has to be like this and it should be accompanied by two biscuits on the side you know that is a very miserable person because one day that may come one day something even better may come one day that may not come at all and so you know if okay if you are in your own house fine you can fix your life however you want it you can fix your tea and make your coffee however you want it no problem but this is not for when you have some semblance of control in your life if you are going somewhere on vacation if you are going to visit somebody that same thing may not be in fact won't be possible you know because there is you know there are many ways of doing the same thing it may not be possible at all and then what and then a habit you know turns into dependency the person becomes miserable dependency turns into misery or dependency turns into anger at not getting the way and then anger turns into delusion anger turns into delusion you see how from a mere thought of a particular style of making that the beverage has turned into delusion and delusion turns into you know uh, delusion turns into 
a forgetting it overwhelms one and turns into a forgetting of what one is all about you i am interested in vedanta and here i am screaming over a cup of coffee that was not piping hot or whatever it is i am having a tantrum over something that can just doesn't even matter i'm having a uh, you know tantrum over mithya but isn't it a mithya tantrum yes but do you know that <laughs> no okay then <laughs> point is you know the point still stands you're having a tant everything feels real the cup of coffee is real in that time the 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 either the the cup of coffee that is warm or the cup of coffee that is not according to your taste and uh, you know it has come without the aforementioned biscuits all these things you know it all seems so real and your own emotional barrage of not feeling wanted and loved because of the cup of coffee not being how you wanted what is the connection no connection no they were careless they don't care it's not that they don't care it may not be that at all it may be that this is how they drink their coffee and they made it it this way for you so somehow that cup of coffee translates into being unwanted this is manorajya and this is the power of this manorajya cannot be underestimated says swami vidyaranya and the bhagavad gita both and in this quote because swami vidyaranya says why bother to summarize this quote why should i you know use my brain cells when bhagavan krishna has put it so beautifully i am just going to you know quote it verbatim and so this is this is what the whole thing is so the the the, the quote uh, we we are going to see soon but i'm already explaining it how it I, I, the thought forms degenerate into you know this you know this um, uh, whatever these actions and those actions of screaming at somebody yelling at somebody and adi shankara in uh, the uh, you know bhashya to these two verses says guru napidrohayati meaning the person is so out of touch out of line and completely the ahankara mind etc the ahankara is identified with the mind the mind is identified with the pain of the past and then so the person even fires the guru <laughs> yells at the guru and here guru api means the usually people worship the guru they are very uh, respectful because this is the source of knowledge but this person is so distraught that the person what throws away he does not hesitate to throw away the guru adi shankara adds to this yeah to adds to this whole you know this degeneration from the train of thoughts and one where one the, the whole person is destroyed as a result of and the person is mowed down by this train of thoughts comes under the <laughs> train of thoughts gets hijacked by the train of thoughts and then is what is completely pranashyati destroyed and so here dhyayatah vishayan pumsah pumsah means not man here person so the person you know thinking about or contemplating on or dwelling on what brahman no 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 <laughs> a cup of coffee <laughs> you know sangahateshu upajayate and there is a typo in the second line as as you would have found out so just uh, read the translation sangahateshu upajayate teshu you know vastushu so 
Jayataha. So the more you think of something, the more the unconscious mind attaches to this as a form of love. And you know, this is all mistaken transference. Transference of the, you know, of the subject over objects. Yeah. So the identity is based in the cup of coffee or in some stupid possession and the, you know, and the feeling of security, love, etc. is is also placed, displaced, rather misplaced on to some object which is by itself finite, which is changing all the time and which does not have the capacity to make you happy because happiness is already your swarupa, it needs to be discovered. And so therefore what? So attaching to that uh, thing as the form of one's identity, then the person, you know, has a desire for that object. So thinking about the object, oh, a lovely thing right now sounds good, starts to, you know, activates the longing for the object. And mind you, the longing for the object is really the longing for the subject. Huh. Then the, uh, uh, the thought is articulated, so the thought has turned into word, you know. And then Sangat, because of this mental uh, manorajya, Sangaha here means that longing. The longing is manorajya here and that longing being manifest in the form of a desire for an object transformed into or transferred on to the object, the longing centered on the subject for the truth of oneself is unrecognized and therefore it splits into manorajya and then what happened and that manorajya powerfully transfers the longing on to the subject and the transferred longing on to the subject, uh, sorry, on to the object is called kama. So the longing centered on the subject is instead of being interrogated and enquired into is projected onto the object and this projection onto the object is called Kama you know so Sangat Sanjayate Kama so from that longing comes Kama and that Kama is not able to fulfill, be fulfilled let us say that is the scenario here because Kama is very difficult to fulfill Everybody wants so many things. Who is getting whatever they want, you know? Are you getting everything that you want? Of course the answer is no. We don't even have to spend time. I don't have to spend time saying, please raise your hands. Let us have a show of hands. I already know. <laughs> yeah, because that is the reeti of the world. The world is, is simply is. And it is not meant for one person's ragadvesha to be fulfilled. Because there are so many people and so many ragadveshas, so many objects of desire. Therefore, naturally, you are not going to get what you want. And when one doesn't get what one wants, the karma, an inhibited karma, you know, turns into krodha, anger, unmanaged anger. Because this is in fact the cause of all anger. Then krodhat, you know, and then the next uh, uh, two verses, two lines, krodhat bhavati sammohaha, sammohaha means because of this anger, one gets deluded, deluded as to what, you know, uh, sammohaha, uh, then krodhat bhavati sammohaha, and then, uh, you know, buddhi, buddhi goes away, buddhi brashta means buddhi goes away, and then, after the buddhi goes away, what happens? You know, and the whole person goes away. Smriti goes and then buddhi goes. What is smriti? 
the recalling oneself to present time. That is the spriti. Oh, I am such and such a person. Oh, I am not so, you know, bent out of shape. I am actually a calm person. What's going on? Why am I just so hyped up? That is smriti. Smriti brahmshat buddhi nashaha. Buddhi means, you know, the the deciding faculty of the mind saying that, okay, I must not do this. Let me just, you know, stop this right now. And sometimes the buddhi tries and the thought comes, I think I am overreacting. And then the mind says, shut up. Chittams, the emotive faculty gives the buddhi a whack, you know, on the head. Buddhi sits down and then what? And then Adi Shankar, uh, sorry, Bhagavad Gita says, you know, the whole person, buddhinasat pradashyati, the whole person is destroyed. So verse 60, you know, um, talks very beautifully about the reason why Manorajya must not be ignored. Manorajya has to be taken seriously because or else what will happen? It will it will turn into the intense variety and take you along with it. Ah, that is the problem. So no more sadhaka, no more buddhi means no more sadhaka, no more sadhaka means no more Vedanta, no more Vedanta means moksha is still just a potential, it is not understood and no more moksha as a possibility means what? Uh, as a possibility to discover through the Shastra means the person is permanently in samsara and therefore just because the Shastra calls it mild don't don't be fooled by the word mild you know Vamana was mild <laughs> Vamana Vishnu in Vamana Avatara three foot three foot fellow comes to King Bali who is full of ahankara as the big giver and this King Bali is, you know, is, is full of himself. I'm the best and the biggest giver. I have so much money I can give to everybody. And then he has sent the town criers and uh, advertised that he is the biggest giver. And then what? Vamana comes to teach him a lesson <laughs> that, that identifying with that ahankara. In a way, Bali is, you know, worthy of this knowledge. Otherwise, Bhagavan would not have come to teach in this unique way. So the small fellow, he looks very mild and he is dressed as a brahmana, harmless and you know with a little kudumi, this shikha, small little choti and then what, you know, then and then he is dressed in white, sacred thread and you know, looks very harmless and then what, comes and stands in front of him after bath and prayers. Bali says, oh Brahmana, ask for the moon, ask for whatever you want. He says, I don't want much. I want only three feet worth of land. First Vamana, first Bali king looks at him. He himself is <laughs> three feet tall and his foot is tiny because he is what is called in, uh, you know, today a little person. So he is a you know, diminutive little person and then he's got small feet and then he says, of course, that's all you want, I can give you, I can give you lots of land. No, no, I just want enough for as much as I can measure with three of my feet. Okay? Granted, tathastu te, fine, take it, take it, I, I'm not even going to tell you where to take it, take it, take it wherever you want, take it right here if you want. I will mark these three footsteps as belonging to you. 
and then suddenly vamana grows in front of him grows bigger than bali's ahankara that's the idea ha because the quasher of the ahankara the one who squashes the ahankara has to be bigger and this knowledge is bigger and what is this knowledge of bhagavan so bhagavan has come directly and one foot covers the entire earth what to talk of bali's kingdom and then bali says oh oh and the other foot covers all the other words words what is that you know antariksha this bhuvaha suvaha mahaha everything and then he says okay my dear friend where should i take my third foot of you know for, for the land and then bali says there's only one place left right here because one has to be true to the word and uh, he has given his word he'll give three feet and the only place that is left is bali's head head signifies ahankara that's why ravana had 10 of them and head also signifies pride of ahankara and so bali is sent with the third foot you know with the weight of the third foot bali is sent to the nether world to be the king of the nether world patala loka this is what is celebrated you know after the amavasya of the deepavali in deepavali you know so that uh, first we have the conquering of one asura called naraka narakasura you know one badi and he is vanquished and then after that you know we have the uh, new moon day amavasya then after that we have what is called the bali you know bali prathama and this this is uh, celebrating bali being sent to the nether world patala loka and what why is this a cause for celebration because bali means what ahankara bali also means sacrifice so the ahankara is sacrificed you know from what identifying with objects and then sent blessed by bhagavan's foot and sent to rule the nether world this is rife with all kinds of metaphors nether world is the world of the unconscious so a blessed enlightened if not enlightened enlightened ahankara is sent to watch over the nether world to stop the manorajya in track ha that is the blessing of vamana vamana also looks very mild but look at what happened you know and then you know this is a very beautiful story and so here how to make the ahankara the king of this one's personal nether world which is what which is the unconscious is talked about in the next uh, two verses let us see shakyam jetum mano rajyam निर्विकल्पसमाधितः सुसंपादः क्रमात् सोपि सविकल्पसमाधिना सो द मेडिसिन फॉर मनोराज्य इज निर्विकल्पसमाधी व्हाट इज दैट दैट इज एबल द एबिलिटी टू सिट इन मेडिटेशन एंड वॉच यू नो एंड व्हाट इज दैट एंड अलाउ द थॉट वर्ल्ड टू डिसॉल्व या so first one watches the mind one says the mantra so because you can't directly go to nirvikalpa samadhi uh, without savikalpa samadhi savikalpa means you you play the role of a witness so you watch the mind you watch the you you repeat the mantra all this will uh, take up soon but then 
then when the, there is an absorption between the meditator and the mantra, then the mantra naturally resolves into the meditation, meditator. The meditation and the meditator become non-separate and that is called nirvikalpa samadhi. One is awake but one is not separate from the meditator, the meditation etc. is all one and there is that, there is slipping into that, you know, delicious feeling where the mind is not at all active. The mind is not saying, why, why are you doing this? When will you have samadhi? What is wrong with you? How are you going to come out of this? Oh no, is this sleep? No, 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 this is not sleep. This is kind of nice. All this the mind will say later. Right now, it is, it is quiet. And so this quiet, practicing the quietude of the mind through this uh, Sadhana called Nirvikalpa Samadhi is the ultimate antidote to Manorajya. Why? Because one gets familiar with oneself sans the mind. The mind is not you. So Nirvikalpa Samadhi is a powerful disengagement with the need for always having the mind, you know, pampering the mind and petting the mind. There is a conscious disidentification which where the, the, the nirvikalpa samadhi is also called mano nasha where the mind is as though destroyed. So the mind is not destroyed. It temporarily you know resolves itself so that it doesn't have any queries, any querulous thoughts, any, any kind of you know uh, addictive train of thoughts, no pressures of ragadveshas, nothing. And so when you familiarize yourself with the I that is not connected at all to the mind, then that is, you know, making the mind free, uh, you know, of what is called manorajya. It is, you know, this is what you see, uh, this is the antidote. How do I, you know, but then nirvikalpa samadhi is very difficult to attain. It is extremely difficult to attain. Why? Without practice, Without, you know, familiarity, you, you can't suddenly will yourself to not have thoughts. <laughs> uh, it's not even not have thoughts, not be bothered by the thoughts, where the mind can rest tranquilly. And in fact, listening, so how do you get into Nirvikalpa Samadhi? First practice, Shravanam, really. Shravanam is very important for meditation because <coughs> Shravanam is the primary sadhana for Atma Jnanam, for the uh, knowledge of the self, uh, listening. So when you listen deeply to the Vedanta lecture, you know, you, you shut out everything else that's going on and focus on the word, word, words, 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 words of the teacher, then the, the, the mind is already having samadhana, a pinpointed concentration. The mind is already, you know, trained. And then the ahankara is also trained to just focus on the shastra and not focus on identifying with the mind. You see? So that is the first step. Then what? Then we have the meditation that we teach called savikalpa samadhi. You know? Shabdhanuvidha Savikalpa Samadhi. Shabdhanuvidha means, you know, training the uh, mind to, um, to focus on the sound of the mantra, which is chanted mentally, you know. So, the, not the sound, the words of the mantra. So, Shabda here, words. So, the words of the mantra. So, you, you say Om Namah Shivaya mentally. 
Om Namah Shivaya and the eyes are closed and the posture is there you know to be able to keep the external world external we already saw that you consciously give the external world the freedom to be what it is so that you are free to just go within so that the external world is not internalized we have seen this in detail sparshan kritva bahir bahyan then you practice some sama breathing or some pranayama alternate nostril breathing or just breathing equal length exhalation inhalation and then what does that do that kind of calms the mind and then what then you introduce the mantra into the mind and the mind you know is just a place where the mantra lights up and so you ask the mind to have only one thought and what is that one thought om namah shivaya and so the person meditates om namah shivaya what is the next thought om namah shivaya what is the third thought om namah shivaya what is the fourth thought not om namah shivaya the fourth thought usually is is anything happening <laughs> is is everybody also meditating or only me or what's happening anything happened how much time has gone then the fifth thought is om namah shivaya and the point is to not not have thoughts the point is to have a single thought yes and that thought is om namah shivaya and so the manorajya which is a train of thought is replaced very ingenious is replaced by a train of thought which is what om namah shivaya om namah shivaya om namah shivaya om namah shivaya so the mind the mind is on a mono diet of om namah shivaya is is tethered is is like a dog on a leash you know it is there is no room for it to go it goes this way and the master pulls it no 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 you can't go in there you know you have to walk straight in a straight line and so distractions happen that's not the point uh, if there were no distractions it would not be sabikalpa samadhi vikalpena saha vartate you know that which is with uh, vikalpa means with uh, with the distractions so in fact distractions are okay as long as you bring the mind back on the diet of this thought you know so therefore what therefore with the practice of savikalpa samadhi the idea is what you know the idea is what you will have you know a say over the mind who is holding the leash you know the lightened ahankara is holding the leash yeah <laughs> He, the the ahankara is the swami of the mind not the other way around in the in manorajya the ahankara says never mind oh mind never mind i give up you know like sometimes when you see the people taking the dog for a walk i i am confused who is taking who sometimes you see this person you know straining at the leash and the dog going running wherever it wants that is the what is called vijatiya vritti pravaha pravaha flow vijatiya you know various random you know random and varied and many vritti thoughts so this is manorajya vijatiya vritti pravaha this is how we lead our lives you see something you think about that and that attaches to something else and takes you somewhere else and pujya swami ji's famous example you think of honda and then naturally you think of bonda because there is there is a rhyme you can't say without rhyme or reason bonda came there may not be a reason but there is a rhyme you think of honda because you saw one on the way to 
to your work or something on the way on your walk you saw a honda and then you said immediately you thought of hot hot bondas <laughs> you know so like this you know the mind just degenerates into all kinds of things varied things which to which the ahankara attaches here in savikalpa samadhi the mind is put on a diet of the single thought and repeatedly like the dog straying away from the leash it is brought back brought back brought back and with this practice one has a say over the ways of the mind one is the swami of the mind ah this is swamitvam this is what is the swamitvam and so in the idea is in the non meditating hours then what happens then you can you can continue to bring the mind back may not be to om namah shivaya but whatever task is at hand you get distracted you get a glazed look you go somewhere and then you gently gently is very important otherwise if you beat yourself up there is there is no meditation you gently compassionately like a you know child that is straying on the road the mother is bringing it back like the master of the dog gently bringing the dog back you gently bring the mind back to whatever task is at hand to the present so this is what is called shabdanuvidha savikalpa samadhi and there is one more kind which is called drishyanuvidha savikalpa samadhi in uh, you know in common parlance the first one is called like a closed eye regular meditation with the mantra the second one is called a, a, a open eye meditation where you say okay for one hour i'm just going to bring the mind back to brahman back to ishvara and then what you see something you see the tree tree is ishvara you see the leaves leaves are ishvara and you see somebody you know cutting down the tree that is very difficult to see the person felling the tree as ishvara but and then you see them as ishvara then you can go have a word with them and which is also ishvara because the one having a word with the feller of the tree is also ishvara and so like this you see the whole all the objects you don't even have to go you can go for a walk or you can even start sitting in a room in your room and you look at everything and then see it for what it is which is ishvara srishti ishvara and that is what is called drishya anuvidha you know uh, following the everything the seen world as ishvara drishya anuvidha savikalpa samadhi or shabda anuvidha savikalpa samadhi where you take the help of the mantra so these are the two kinds of uh what is called savikalpa samadhi where distractions are not only there but they are expected and then they are constantly counteracted with the help of this mantra that's why we bring in the mantra because without ishvara you cannot have savikalpa samadhi that, that, that is why the uh, you know Uh, the definition of meditation is saguna brahma vishaye manasa vyaparaha manasa vyapara means mental activity for which is centered on ishvara saguna brahma sagunam brahma and so manasa vyapara mental activity you know planning to rob a bank is also mental activity but that does not constitute meditation why because there is no ishvara or even thinking a meaningless thought is also mental activity but that does not constitute savikalpa samadhi again 
because there is no Ishvara. So the presence of Ishvara brought into the form of a mantra or so overlaid over all the objects. In fact, we see the subject in and through all the objects. That is what is called Savikalipa Samadhi. And with this practice, Manoraja is, you know, made into a stream of Ishvara <laughs> thoughts, uh, uh, completely one, one-pointed, single-pointed, you know, uh, and then what? Samadhanam takes place. And from there, the ability to see that the mind has no hold over you, that the mind actually disappears is very easy to see in Nirvikalpa Samadhi. But then that is just to conquer Manorajya, Nirvikalpa Samadhi, where there is absence of mantra, thoughts and separation is, is not the, is not moksha because you come out of it. Ah, moksha is that from which there is no going back. And then the next verse, I'm going to take a few minutes more today because I want to, you know, leave it at a comfortable place, not kind of midstream. Buddha tatvena dosha shunye vasina. So, for the person who has gained this knowledge, Buddha tatvena, not for, by this person who has gained the knowledge, and by the person who has worked to free themselves from all kinds of mental defects, kama, krodha, etc., you know, buddhi defects, buddhi centered defects, and, uh, you know, which are kama, krodha, we have seen all that. And then for the person who craves uh, solitude, ekanta vasina, dhi dosha shunyena, and buddhi tat, buddha tatvena, these are all in you know, apposition, they are all in the third case. So, by the Buddha Tattva, who is Buddha Tattva? Tattvam Buddham Yena. By the one who has understood the truth of the self, who has done some Shravanam, and then what? By the one who is free of the hold of Raga, Dvesha, Kama, Krodha, Manoraja, etc. And by the one who is, who has a love for solitude, Ekanta Vasina. Then what? Manorajam jinkyate vijiyate. Manorajya is what? Conquered. Manorajya is overcome. One is victorious over Manorajya. How? Dirgham pranavam ucharya. Dirgham long. Pranavam onkara ucharya. Having enunciated, meditated, repeated the onkara. So, it's not that the Omkara has to be long. In fact, it shouldn't be long. Otherwise, you know, otherwise people will look at this and say that this Dirgham uh, qualifies Pranavam. So, I have to say, Om. That's not the idea. <laughs> you know, that's a siren. That, you know, it's not, the Omkara is not, should not be sounding like a siren. It's not that the Dirgham, Omkara is not long. Omkara is chanted for a long time, either overtly or covertly. And this is obviously, this is a, uh, you know, this is a uh, stanza for the Sanyasi. Sanyasi means for the one who has given up, you know, for, for the one who has given to this life of knowledge completely, you know, 
vividisha sanyasi and then the 61 is more to prepare to this level the 61 verse of savikalpa samadhi nirvika and then graduating to nirvikalpa samadhi is for you know is for people who are just starting out and uh, are doing vedanta but not finding enough uh, uh, what is satisfaction with the study so boost up the study with uh, with the meditation which helps you to prepare the mind for shravanam and uh, you know and also cut down on the manorajya quotient and then number 62 is for the buddha tattva for the one who has studied a lot you know dirgham shravanam and uh, he has done or she has done and then the ragadvesha uh, have all come down and then the uh, the one is not craving to go to a party go to movies all the time for them who have graduated to this level you know manorajya is completely won over by repeating the omkara that's why sanyasis are told to keep on saying om 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 all the time in meditation outside all the time you know slowly you know loudly softly loudly mentally keep chanting om 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 and the om is a word that is you know loaded in the shastra with what it includes jiva srishti and that jiva srishti resolving into ishvara srishti that is why omkara is so potent because everything is included it includes vishwa the waker jiva srishti as soon as the waker comes the waking world comes and along with the waker and the waking world what is the connection all the manorajya is the connection the waker relates to the waking world with a powerful information from the past and sees the past in the present grieves this is vishwa and that vishwa is naturally connected to the waking world you know which is not personalized the impersonal waking world the objective waking world which is bhagavan ishvara the projective power of brahman along with the projection so everything is omkara amazing imagine so omkara means when you say om you include jiva srishti which which has no no leg to stand on which resolves into ishvara srishti because the subjective resolves in the objective and the objective prevails and that objective which that objective ishvara srishti which prevails is nothing other than ishvara is a projection of ishvara that is omkara then the waking fellow you know dreams and then what then that dreamer is called taijasa a potential a manorajya in you know and manorajya kamakrodha in 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 uh, in a potential form in a dreamer form related to what sankalpa of ishvara so the distorted sankalpa of the jiva with the objective free of ragadvesha sankalpa of ishvara is also included in omkara and then what and then finally the sleeper the one who who has no manorajya and then ishvara in repose without the jagat you know is the objective version of the sleeper is 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 what is connected to resolved into this ishvara without the jagas jagat so taijasa hiranyagarbha and then finally what pragya pragya means the prakarshena agnya the one that is not you know not knowing anything resolving into ishvara 
all of this is included into omkara and then what yat you know guna atitah yat kala atitah that which is free of all gunas all time past future present uh, past present future is also what omkara turiya omkara the one that is observing all these states not part of any of these states unafflicted by these states the one that is visiting these states of waker world waking world and then sleeper sleep you know sleeping world dreamer dream world the one who is visiting this state the one who made these states is just that consciousness and that consciousness visits the states as the waker as you know as as maya and and as hiranyagarbha as taijasa as you know pragya as ishvara but then that ishvara is what satyam gnanam anantam brahma the one who is you know who is free of all the states and meditating upon that self in the form of satyam gnanam anantam brahma one is freed totally of manorajya manorajya goes into hiding doesn't come out very very important and so we'll close here and see the rest tomorrow om purnamadav purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari hi om shri gurubhyo namaha hari hi om